Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. Today we are going to take a look at the Slovak countryside and how it looked like uh, in the past. You can still do that in open-air museums called Skansens in Slovakia. And I have a very good expert on Skansens with me <laughs> in the studio today, Naomi Huzovičova. She's been to quite a few and she's going to tell us what to be ready for when you are visiting a Skansen. In the first place, Naomi, welcome. What's this word, Skansen? Is it, it it's nothing to do with English, right? It, it, yeah, you don't, no. that's, we don't have this word. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to use this word throughout the the show because I think it's uh, that's what it's called in Slovakia. Nice and succinct. <laughs> so so you better learn the word if you want to <laughs> visit if you want to visit Skansen. What is a Skansen, Naomi? So a Skansen is. It actually sounds quite Japanese, doesn't Skansen. it? Skansen. Yeah, Skansen. Exactly. So, so what is it? Uh, so Skansen is an open air museum uh, that brings together old buildings and traditional ways of ways of life into one spot. They're often not where villages originally were, but they'll they'll move them from various areas in in the region and uh, make a museum out of it. Mm-hmm. They're often quite large. I I love them for kids because you know if you want to share the past with children and you go to like an indoor museum or an art gallery it's like ah don't run don't yell don't touch like nerve-wracking whereas at a Skansen, and it's also not that fun for kids yeah right? at a Skansen, they can run around they can yell they can there's often sometimes animals there or um they also like plan activities so they'll have activities for children <clears throat> for um to show them what what life was like i've always loved skansens these open air museums when i was a kid when i was a kid and i still do like them because i always got this feeling of i don't know sort of like being in a dollhouse <laughs> you know like like that you are transferred to a completely different world for a while and i did not mind so much the fact that there were no people like it's usually you know you don't have people yeah, like no, reenacting no. the past or something it's like quite static in that sense but you do see the houses and their surroundings the way they look like and usually people who uh, run the skansens make sure that you know it does look like does look as if people still live there so there is a little garden maybe in front of mm-hmm. the house with carrots or you know beans or so you really get this feeling that you are transferred like 150 years back to a, some slovak village which skansens have you been to uh, I've been to the one in Martin. Mm-hmm. It's r- quite large. Uh, I've been to Zuberets. So that's Orava. That's uh, <coughs> that's the museum of the of the Orava village mm-hmm. up north. Um, and I've been to Bardiov, mm-hmm. at least the church part. Mm-hmm. Bardiov is in the in the east, mm-hmm. quite far from <laughs> from Bratislava. And then there's an interesting one in Lipto in between them, uh, Pribilina. I've been to Pribilina, but the person I was with was not interested in going <laughs> to the Skansen, unfortunately. We didn't have a lot of time either. Yeah. And then there's uh, Kisuce, another northern region, and Vihiloka. That one also has a, 
an attraction appreciated by kids. They have this little train that they used for transporting wood uh-huh. from uh, hard to access uh, places in the woods. So that's uh, one technical site there. <laughs> but what to do as a as a tourist, uh, be ready for when you get to a Skansen. Do you usually take guided tours or do you just walk around by yourself? Uh, I've, I think we took a guided tour. I've taken a guided tour once. They, you can also ask for papers in English. So they'll have like a written guide mm-hmm. that, um, and those are really interesting. If you can, if you can't get a guided tour, definitely get, get a self-guided Mm-hmm. papers to explain stuff because they can explain a lot of um, interesting things that you wouldn't know otherwise. The, my most recent visit to uh, Skansen was in uh, Zuberet in Oreva and I think we also got the uh, audio guides. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they also have these now the mobile phone uh, apps where you can just download it on your phone and and you know it right. guides you through the site. So usually you should be ready for some walking when you are in the in the walking Skansen. definitely walking um just for the weather. Obviously if it's raining you're going to want like an umbrella or something, poncho and time. Give yourself a lot of time. It's not a place where you can just kind of I mean you can, but you don't want to just like run in, look and like run out. Give yourself a good couple of hours. Um there's there's often something like somewhere you can buy food and in Zubaritz there was and yeah just time time to really look at things time to time to take the time to take a closer look and not just run through yeah so it's uh, sometimes uh, you need to really imagine like a little village uh, sometimes also spread around quite a big area that's why i mentioned right. you should be ready for some walking yeah martin so is quite like, large yeah and um, and some of them uh, martin is so big that you might not even be able to do everything yeah. in, in one go if you uh, if you really want to like to properly look, yeah. visit uh, the the individual houses so usually you have you have the individual houses like scattered around a meadow i would say or or sometimes there's streets, meadows in the... Something that always strikes me when I visit Skansen's is how much time life took, like how much time it took just to survive. So, for example, in in Martin, there's a flax press to, or a press to make flax oil. It's massive. Like there's these huge, massive wooden weights, and I'm not... I forget exactly how it works, but it's a, a huge room, like kind of a barn sort of type room with these huge wooden things. And then you imagine in the middle would have been like drip, drip, <laughs> drip of oil. And all of that production went into making oil or, you know, making textiles, the actually weaving, um, sitting at a loom and weaving. And that was that was the only textile you had like the process that they used especially in the in the area of the high touches they used a lot of flax to make linen but the process is just so involved and you spent life basically making sure you had something to eat and something to wear and a roof over your head but at the same time they made sure that what they for example clothes 
they had, it took a lot of time to make, but they had really, they put really beautiful, or they put a lot of time into making it beautiful and special so that you would, you would only wear it, you know, maybe once a week to church or for special um, events or something, but it was really beautiful, well-made, well taken care of. And, you know, they, they've lasted for years, you know, passed on from generations. You mentioned the churches. Usually uh, these cousins uh, have a church as a proper Slovak village needs to have. Some of them are really like the highlight of the visit, at least architecturally speaking. And some of them are also in the regions that are very well known for the wooden churches, the pride of Slovakia, the UNESCO listed wooden churches. Have you visited any like that? I haven't. The the ones that are in the very east, I haven't been to. The mm-hmm. the Skansens do, like Zubarets has a beautiful wooden church. And there's, so I think there was a law that if it was a Protestant church, it couldn't have any nails or something. So the whole thing is put together by wood, like wooden pegs instead of nails. And and they're beautiful. They're very, um, the older, in the on the outside, they're gray because the wood is weathered and, and they're very, romantic looking <laughs> especially if they're like in Zubat it's set in the forest yes. and it's all kind of very beautiful I haven't it's on my bucket list of things to do in Slovakia is to to get to the the wooden these wooden churches because there's a kind of a path not a path but a an area where there there are more more of these churches mm-hmm probably just to wrap up we should also mention that there are still some villages that are not uh, just museums but where people actually still live and that have preserved their traditional look. One of them is Čičmany in the Trenčín region. It's a village up in the hills quite far away from anything else. And it's famous for its patterns on the houses. Have you been? Yeah, so the houses are, are dark brown and then they paint with, they have a white paint. Originally I heard that it was against ants. Yeah, it's like chalk or something. Ants don't like chalk, so you put the chalk in there. And uh, but they made it really beautiful, and they have it has its own specific look. You know, if if you see a pattern, you can say like that's from Tuchmani because it's it's kind of angular. Yeah, not not too hard to draw actually. Yeah, but the, the simple designs, um, often like birds or or just like geometric squares, shapes. Yes. Yeah. They have also been used uh, to uh, to decorate the, the t-shirts and um, the sports for, wear, sports for, wear, for athletes yeah. for, for the Slovak Olympic team like a few years ago. So it's quite a distinctive mm-hmm. feature, mm-hmm. Uh, a symbol of Slovakia too. And then there's one more uh, village called Vlkolinec near Ružomberok. Have you been to that one yes, too? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a destination for hikers, isn't it? Like that's 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 a place where you can do good hikes around Vlkolinec. Yeah, it's kind of set in the hills and you can... And it's, all, it's another remote village really like you feel like you have just arrived to the end of the world and people still live there in the houses that look like look a little bit like Skansen houses now yeah I always I always think that the the roofs look like witches hats they're kind of pointy and then they have this little eave kind of in the shape of a witch's hat yeah (laughs) that's another UNESCO listed place in Slovakia Vokolinec. When visiting Vokolinec, you should probably know that you shouldn't be too 
that you should respect the fact that the locals are really Still locals. They live there. <laughs> they and don't want you like peeking in their window. Yeah, they're not a tourist <laughs> attraction. It's been quite a deal, quite a big deal for them that tourists started pouring in the village, you know, and, and literally peeking mm-hmm. through their windows. But it's definitely worth visiting and worth seeing. So if you want to learn some something about how life looked like in the past in Slovak villages, there are quite a few places visit to visit. <laughs> Go to the Skansen. It's not in Japan. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's in Slovakia. Thank you, Naomi. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator@spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our Spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybár for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.